Happy New Year from another book on the shelf. I'm Jet. And I'm Jen. And we are officially kicking off 2021 uh, <laughs> uh, with a book club book. Uh, we're excited to start a new year, new episodes, all kinds of fun stuff coming at you. We're doing lots of stuff on Instagram. If you follow us there at another book podcast, uh, Jen is an awesome tweeter at another book pod i mean awesome might be like <laughs> too generous we're gonna get there guys okay i'm learning twitter it's happening i'm gonna make it happen and we also have a whole lot of really awesome blog posts planned for this year uh mm. on the website at another book on the shelf.com uh yeah. so that was our little shameless plug for the year <laughs> uh, but we and don't forget to sign up for our newsletter oh yes Good stuff on there. Good stuff on there, guys. Yes, and you can uh, do that straight through our website. So well. it's easy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we are. Our last book club book was a Gen pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about it? So I chose, as you probably know, Mexican Gothic by um, Silvia Moreno Garcia, who is Canadian. I did not realize this until literally I was finished reading the book <laughs> and I looked at her author bio and I was like, wait a minute. She lives in Vancouver. <laughs> well, and that was the weird part is that at some point while reading, I saw that she lived in Vancouver and I was like, oh, that's weird. And then it was literally yesterday <laughs> I was looking up stuff and it was like, you know, Mexican Canadian author something, something. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. How did that never come up on Bookstagram? I have no idea. Dear Bookstagrammers, y'all were so excited about this book. Also because, like, it was by a Mexican author, which is awesome, and it's right. a good book and all those things. But, like, yeah, shout out to on. the North here. Right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yes. So I chose this book because, I mean, first of all, the title of Mexican Gothic. I was already yeah. intrigued by this. And as Jet has mentioned, it was all over Bookstagram, so it's not like, <laughs> it's not like it was an obscure <laughs> book I plucked out of... <laughs> randomness um also the cover is gorgeous oh it's so yeah it's really pretty yeah so like it catches your eye for sure um and then basically i read the synopsis of this (laughs) girl in like 1950s like glamorous debutante mexico and having to go visit her cousin who's living in this really creepy old mansion Mm -hmm. up in the mountains and she has to basically go rescue her because she gets a letter that her husband might be trying to kill her and i was like Yes, this is my vibe. Yeah. I am here for this. Oh, totally. Sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, if you're on Bookstagram at all, you've seen this one, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, If you haven't, I don't know what corners of Bookstagram you're on. Yeah. (laughs) But please let us know so we can join you. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, honestly, because, like, I feel like there's a certain point I think where bookstagram kind of turns into an echo chamber and every once in a while I stumble across an account where I see the person's posts that are a bunch of stuff that I haven't seen and I'm like oh I'm gonna follow you (laughs) different things obviously it's great that these books are getting attention but also it's just kind of like but tell me some other things to read because you know we don't have enough Mm -hmm. well like we've talked about that too where like there's some books that I know are good you've said they're good the world said they're good but because i've seen them too many times on instagram like i just don't want to have anything to do with them yeah it's like the like the um like oprah effect when i worked yeah. at it you know? 
I would just get so sick of all of her book club picks because it was just all anyone would talk about. And I would just like, not read them on principle. <laughs> this is a ridiculous dance, but I mean, I can't help myself. Whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, but anyway, Mexican Gothic has landed on multiple bestseller lists. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been compared to Daphne du Maurier and Guillermo del Toro, which I think both completely valid. Um, and like, it's so crazy. The beginning like... of this book has like Rebecca vibes for sure. Which I have not read, but I do know Guillermo del Toro as well as like, obviously like at the gallery, you know, they have yes. the exhibit and like we got to go through and like see all of his like creative ever. stuff, which is just like wild. Yeah. So like definitely, <laughs> definitely del Toro vibes. Yeah. Uh, this is not her first novel, which I didn't actually realize for a while. I was like, oh, because I think maybe there were so many debut authors that I paid attention mm-hmm. to this year that I kind of thought it was her first book. But um, And just like with all the hype, that's so much more of right. like a debut kind of a thing. Exactly. Uh, so this is just all the writers out there. Your debut doesn't have to be the one that yeah. knocks it out of the park, you know? Well, that's what I didn't even realize. My cousin messaged me. And she was like, oh, my God, we're reading the same author. And I was like, what? She's like, uh, like, Sylvia Miranda Garcia. And I was like, oh, my God, are you reading Mexican and Gothic? Like, we're doing an episode on it. It's like a whole thing. She was like, no, she's reading um, The Gods of Jade and Shadow. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I'm super even intrigued by that one. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, she's written a couple read. other books as well. One, that one that Jed just mentioned. Um, signal to noise, certain dark things, and the beautiful ones. So, gonna have to dive into. I feel like certain dark things is getting like a re-release or something. I've, I've been seeing it pop up on stuff too, but in a way where it's like, I thought it was a new book. Okay, but then it, it could have been one of those things where it went, um, where it didn't go into reprint. Yeah. Um, and now that this one's doing so well, they're For bringing sure. it back out. Yeah. So that's cool. Yes. And she's written a crime novel called Untamed Shore. Intrigue. Yeah. Right? So interested. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> just going to look into like all of her stuff because <laughs> I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was good. But, and also like, obviously, as we start talking about it, mm-hmm. this is, I mean... It's one of those things where, like, the second you saw it on Bookstagram, I was like, oh, that's going to get turned into a TV show. <laughs> oh, my God. And it is. It's going to be, like, an <gasps> 8 to 10 episode series on Hulu, probably. Which better get to us in some way, shape, or form, I swear. Well, like, it was one of those things where it was announced in the summer, but also, like... Okay. We're still in the pandemic, so... Listen, visually, I think this would be Ugh. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I fully agree. Oh. And so far we have, like, usually most of the Hulu stuff does end up on something that we can watch. So It does. I find it frequently ends up on Prime, actually. Yes, yes I just watched Palm Springs over the holidays. Oh, me too. Because oh. <laughs> we will forever be the same person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, focused. Yeah. Mexican Gothic. <laughs> As Jen sort of hinted at... The, like, super tiny, like, just is an isolated mansion, a chillingly charismatic aristocrat, and a brave socialite drawn to expose their treacherous secrets. Can't even. 
Right. But yeah, so. It was bananas. <laughs> so, okay. Apologies if anything is mispronounced. In my head, I was pronouncing it Noemi. That is how I was the main character as well. Okay. That's what we're going to roll with for now. Okay. Uh, she is like totally like debutante aristocrat doing her thing always in her little like perfect dress with her perfect mm-hmm. thing and her stuff and like clearly they're rich and she like just kind of keeps like learning things and going to university this and going to university for that and like doesn't and necessarily just, like going through guys basically yeah. like she'll date one and then like let them fall to the side and then she'll pick another one and I was like I love her yeah and yeah so she gets this letter well her dad gets a letter from her cousin and like something's weird her cousin's married this guy that like no one really approved of but like it seemed like he was okay and at some point his family had money but like it was questionable if they still did and it was all just weird and like yeah like sketchy and like it seemed like she wasn't fully like lucid or all there like something was weird so she goes off to like the mexican countryside (laughs) and it's this giant house like literally on like the absolute top of a mountain you can barely Mm -hmm. get up there they used to own a mine but the mine's closed all this these are like random family members live in the house still but like most of them just kind of work as servants yeah and then there is like the great uncle that like is ailing and it's all just weird creepy oh yeah he gets like into eugenics well and like so all of that stuff also and i was like wait what because mm-hmm. even like at that point obviously you still don't know what's going on and you're just like who are these creeps yeah truly <laughs> truly man i don't even like know where to start <laughs> right but yeah. i know <laughs> So yeah, yeah. Uh, who is? I mean, I don't know. Tell me your thoughts. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I definitely sat down on Boxing Day because I like to do things last minute. <laughs> um, not that that was super last minute, but I read like half yeah. of this book in a single sitting. Yeah, I think I did too. I think I did like two sittings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it just like keeps you wanting to read more because like I I particularly loved I loved the whole thing but I just I really really loved the way that it builds in the first half of the book yeah and the way that it has this like really just like sinister undercurrent throughout Mm -hmm. the whole thing where you like you know something weird and bad is happening but you just like really have no idea what (laughs) And you probably won't really ever get to what it is on your own. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Maybe, like, no. some version of it, but I don't think you could just, like, guess what's happening. <laughs> no. It's well, super think, weird. Like, I was also re-watching the first three seasons of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, nice. Which, you know, everything's foggy, and there's lots of, like, mm-hmm. hell and underground and this and that, and, like, their giant house and... Ugh. Um, yeah, I have a giant black witch house. Ah. Um, one day, one like, day. That and then like the way 
they describe the mountain and like where mm-hmm. the house is and like there's a giant cemetery because like the family's been there for like a lot of years but also like the miners were sort of buried there but like questionably just like dumped in there i don't really know right uh <laughs> yeah and there was like those weird like um sicknesses that would like go through every so often so just, many like, years everybody would die yeah and then just like how they're describing the house and like they always keep you know like the curtains are closed and barely any lights are on and there's only like a couple candles even though there is like electricity and and they know, don't want like Noemi smoking yeah like no smoking and you can't talk during dinner and half of the furniture is still all covered like it just seemed like this dark mm-hmm. crushing place yeah like super gloomy and yeah that I was like totally here for but also don't want to go into right and also then she starts having like the creepiest dreams right yeah like I think this is gonna make such a good show like I can't even (laughs) explain (laughs) and as always we are not spoiler free no we're gonna spoil the heck out of this book so if you don't want to know what happens turn back now (laughs) forever hold your peace um, but then read the book and come back. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. It's worth it, I promise. But yeah, so like she, Noemi gets there and her cousin Catalina is like sick and they're saying that she has TB? Tuberculosis, yeah. yeah. I also like kept forgetting that it was supposed to be in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And then like was having moments of like when they talk about stuff and I'd be like, oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and... But, like, they're very protective of her. Like, they won't always let Noemi, like, see her or talk to her. Mm-hmm. They don't like it when she, like, goes into town. You know, like, they won't let her. She's a very independent person, but, like, they don't. The like. Well, and they keep trying to say it's, like, for her safety because the roads are bad or they might be washed yeah. out or she's going to get lost because there's fog all the time. Yeah. Except there's also only one road, so, like. Right. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Really, they just don't want her to leave the house. Yeah. and Ever. Yeah. Mm. But, like, and, like, so, like, the cast of characters, like, is super well. So, like, so we have Noemi. Mm-hmm. Then we have her cousin and her cousin's husband, Virgil. Mm-hmm. And then Virgil's sister. I think Florence, so. Right? And then Florence's son, Francis. Yes. Right? Like, I think that that's how it works. I think so. Honestly, I think there's a reason we're having trouble keeping all that straight. (laughs) Yeah, because like Florence and Virgil might have been cousins or something. They were some sort of equilateral, like, and then... There there was a lot of real close Mm. (laughs) relations happening, Mm. so (laughs) they might have been related in more way way than one. (laughs) Yeah, one of those, like, mothers, brothers, sisters, son. My cousin is my sister, is my... (laughs) is my aunt yeah yeah and then like but howard was virgil's father right yes 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 well yeah okay they must have been virgil and florence must have been cousins then because they kept calling him didn't she call him like great like uncle howard or something oh maybe i care moral of this story is this family was very incestuous. Very. Very. <laughs> Unclear because, where these relationships fall. Yeah. 
But generationally, like there was Noemi, her cousin, her cousin's mm-hmm. husband, who was sketch and bad. Ugh. And then somewhat his sort of sister cousin something, her son. Yeah. They're like the general pa- patriarch of them. And then there was a couple like servant people that I feel like were some, like there were some kind of like second, third, once removed cousin, something or others. Yeah, I think so too. But they also like. And then the doctor. Yes. Who also was like somewhere in there. I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of these people are related. <laughs> and it was just weird because, yeah, like. They all sort of act like they're servants, but then, like, yes. they are family, and there's just, yeah, all those weird, weird rules, and, like, mm-hmm. but Fran- Yeah, but then... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, out of all, like, the weirdness and creepiness, because, like, Florence is just mean. Right? Mean. Virgil? Creep sauce. So creepy. But then, like, Francis was really nice. Mm-hmm. And just sweet, and he just wanted to, like help Noemi with stuff, but also, like, respect the family's rules, but then, like, he would still kind of help her anyways. And, like... Yeah, and he just wants to study, like, yeah, fungus. And he was just, yeah, like, he was drawing all these, like, botany pictures and stuff, and, yeah. like, I was... I really liked it. Me too. And was thankful for the way that... Me. That turned out, because, like, obviously he knew all the family secrets. Yep. And then, like... The whole time, the whole time, I yeah. was terrified he was gonna end up betraying her. Well, because, like, yeah, and it sort of seems that he kind of, like, buys into it, but it's more just that he's doing everything out of, like, a super obligation, sort of. And semi-mind control? Semi-mind control, yes. Um, (laughs) Speaking of fungus. um, Right. But, yeah, like, and it kind of comes around. So, yeah, I think that would have been the, like, the break for me. (laughs) It was just, like, if she had no one to help her. (laughs) Oh, my God, Right. So, yeah, because her cousin is, like, more or less out of it Yeah, the whole time she's there. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she can help her at all. And, like, on like sometimes she sort of, like, seems like things are not good and she wants Noemi to help her yeah, like, get out or something. But then yeah. she'll do, like, like, a complete 180 and be like, oh, no, everything's fine. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> What is the truth? And, like, as much as I don't know anything about tuberculosis, I'm pretty sure that it's not about your mind being that off. Uh, no, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's about your lungs being bad. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just it. Like, it never seems that, like, she has actual, like, There is no... Issues. No. Like, that, that was the weirdest part to me. I'm like, they're really passing this off as TB when she's not even coughing ever? Yeah. And, yeah, so, like... This doctor that comes in, it just says, nope, this is what it is. She's fine. It's okay. We're taking care of it. Mm -hmm. Like, goes to see the uncle and, like, all these things. And, like, everything's hunky-dory. And so she, like, obviously wants to go to the town and get, like, a second opinion, which they are not amused with. No. And it seems to be, like... Even the doctor in town is, like, I don't think I should go up there. They don't want me there. Yeah. (laughs) But it was one of those things where, like, you got that contrast between the two doctors and then to, like sort of remind yourself that like the main doctor of the Doyles is like sketch as well Oh, super whereas like this one in town clearly like is a real doctor but he also knows that like something's going on oh yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't even like, do we just like start talking about the fungus? I don't even yeah, know. So. so yeah, so she's having these super creepy dreams that are sort of like blurring the lines between yeah. what's actually happening and dreams. Well, because like I hate when you have dreams about like where you are like right you're dreaming that you're like in your bed sleeping or like you know when you like you have a dream that you're like waking up late for work and then like you have to wake up and then you have to go to work and you're like oh man or like that kind of thing where it's like she's in the house but then like weird stuff is happening in the house so it's Mm -hmm. like is she awake or is she dreaming right now and like is the house really like moving and crawling and watching her oh right like the walls like pulsating and you're like ooh. And because, like, everything's so old and, like, moldy and, like, falling apart. But, like, the wallpaper's, like, glowing and, like... Yeah. Mm. Which all (laughs) seems to be because of a weird mushroom. Yeah. And, like... I feel... Well, I mean, maybe I just don't, like, fully remember. But, like, so they had the silver mine. Yeah. The, The... did the Which, fungus get the? Did, was the fungus first, or, or the mine I think first? The like I, fungus. Oh. Right. Like, did they <laughs> end up there because of the mine, and then? I feel like they ended up there because of the mine. I can't remember at what point along that 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 they discovered the fungus. Because it also sounded it like the uncle. Is it Howard? Am I totally Howard, forgetting his name? I think oh yeah. So. Like, yes. had been. Howard for a few generations. So like, yes. Yeah, like so he I... was some well because he was like jumping bodies, right? Yeah. So I think he was around like three hundred years old. But yeah, so like that's what that's that's where my question was. So or like his had consciousness, the, I guess. Yeah, like had the Doyles come from England in the minus three hundred in the sixteen hundreds. And started the mine, or like when did? Oh, I, I think that's what it was. So. Is that I didn't quite have because they definitely say something about him being in that same consciousness for like hundreds of years. Right. So I had that thought too, and then I again because we're the queens of logistics, I just had this question <laughs> of like, did he have it before? Because no, like it clearly is in the mountain. Yeah, yeah. Right. Maybe it happened almost like concurrently. Yeah. Or, like, in and around the same time. And maybe it was only, like, 200 years, and they would have come over in, like, the 1700s, because, like, that would have maybe made more sense. I don't know. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't really know when the British went to Mexico. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Either way, moral of that story, all this sickness that always killed the miners by, like, the pileful was this fungus gloom thing (laughs) yeah basically it could be like it's like in the air and like in everything so people are like inhaling it and like touching it I guess and some people are compatible with it and can turn it into like this weird it like becomes part of you and then there's like some weird like hive mind situation happening yeah but then a lot of people it's not compatible with, so it just kills them. And there's all the stuff with, like, Howard just, like, marrying all the sisters and... 
Yeah, so it's funny because at one point, yeah, uh, Noemi does <laughs> say something about how, like, they have a, a distinct, like, jaw or something <laughs> and compares it to, I can't remember what she compares it to, um, some royals who very much were inbred. Yeah. <laughs> in order to keep bloodlines pure and all that nonsense. Cool. Um, and then afterwards she's like oh that was more accurate than I realized (laughs) yikes well that's why like all the eugenic stuff is like crazy and weird because like and I I obviously like it's one of those things that we know now that like incest doesn't work Mm -hmm. well genetically and like but they're trying to keep the bloodlines clean but like yeah, obviously so like can, stuff gets so weird fungus will still be compatible but then eventually he realizes oh no we need to like have some outside sources i guess yeah so like every so often they like introduce someone else basically just to have babies yep because wasn't it francis's father yes was one of the minors well he or he had money though because that's also the thing is that they're trying to get money right so yeah, it was something like that where like he was an outsider, had something to do with the mine. He also had money, so like maybe that would help them, and that's mm-hmm. why he came in. But then like he realized what was going on and kept trying to leave, and then died. Yeah, <laughs> because you can't leave. No, it doesn't let you leave. It like kills you. Yeah. So it's real it, creepy. Yeah, because it seemed like an accident. It was like oh he fell down the mountainside or something, but it's like no, he was like curled off the mountainside by a mushroom right well <laughs> even like um so there's the story of again i can't remember if this was like a sister or <laughs> what the relation was Boy. but she killed a bunch of them or tried i think that was virgil's sister okay that makes sense right because it was ruth so. it was ruth and virgil yes, it was ruth. and then like because she tried to kill howard who was their dad and then yes. i think so yeah so then right. florence is the cousin yes and yeah so she killed their mom yep she shot their mom she shot their dad but he didn't die because he's no, a he weird creepy gloomy mushroom person and then i feel like some of the other like cousins or siblings or something mm-hmm. people in the house anyways some family member in the house and then and then she shoots herself yes which it turns out was something they made her do yeah with with their weird mind control yes because she was trying to escape and go out with someone who was Mm -hmm. not someone that they approved with yeah like wild but I'll just like just the descriptions of everything and like once like Noemi and Catalina Francis are trying to escape and they're going like there's all these tunnels through things and like into the cemetery and like oh, oh every time God. she's every time she's in the cemetery I'm like oh my god right oh. <laughs> uh. like I just want to read about creepy Mexican mountain mansions in the 50s right. with cemeteries attached oh yeah <laughs> It was it was good. It was a vibe for sure. <laughs> well, especially because as you're envisioning her, because she's always, again, this like super like socialite in like her perfect 
like right. 50s so she's, like, dress still putting on her like nice outfits and everything every yeah. day <laughs> and like traipsing around in her heels and doing her stuff so like when you start like putting those visions together oh it was just so good yeah, yeah. really was <laughs> really was <sighs> i really enjoyed it yeah and yeah they did like there's some sort of like mummy thing that like is controlling things oh, it's yeah. a whole just it's all of these things and all of this stuff but like were you worried at the very end that like maybe they didn't actually get away that had not crossed my mind well just because like as it was going it seemed like they did but then i was just like because like francis was sick obviously because like because he was mm-hmm. like away from the house like he was physically sick because like that's what right. they make that's what the house makes happen but like i was just worried that they were like or he was gonna wake up and like be weird or like i don't know i was just when it ended i was like is that really it are they okay i'm gonna <laughs> go ahead and imagine that they're okay yeah. just for my own peace of mind <laughs> But I feel like if in the show they decide to leave it open-ended, that would be interesting. Yeah. That'd be an interesting choice. But, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they do burn it down, so. Yes. But we don't go back, so we don't know how burnt down it is. True. We also don't know, like, because everything has been so weirdly dream, not dream, overlapping. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it, that's words <laughs> that was one of the best parts but i think that's why at the mm-hmm. end i was so worried because like noemi starts getting this thing where she's like here's the voice saying like open your eyes and that's kind mm-hmm. of then how you can tell she's she's dreaming because like right. that sort of comes in or she's like oh i have to open my eyes but it was just yeah it was oh it was really good <laughs> It was really good. <laughs> like, this earned all of its hype. Yeah. Which I'm really glad, because, like, mm-hmm. I was going to be mad if it didn't. <laughs> right? <laughs> but it was definitely, like, totally our vibe, so I think. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Any other thoughts? Any other wonderments? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I just really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I want to see it on TV. I just want to see it. Yeah. It's so, like, it's so descriptive and, like, wonderful that way. Yeah. That, like, you can really see it all when you're reading it. So I think it'd be really cool to see that. Well, and just, I mean, not that it's, not that they're good scenes, but there are scenes where Virgil and or the dad or some sort of entity or something, like attack noemi in various ways Mm -hmm. or like that time in the bathtub which like that is so creepy or like there's times where it's like it seems like they're about to rape her or like Mm -hmm. but there's also like the gloom is also making her like attracted to him so like it's not so it was just it just was so like skin crawly it really was but like in a good way (laughs) yes (laughs) Um, so yeah, so just to like see, even to like to see to physically see that stuff would make it so much creepier too. Oh yeah, right. Like just well, because he's always like crawling up on the bed on her, or like always in the bathtub. I'm like right. Ugh. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he has, he's just, Virgil's so creepy. Well, because there's moments, too, where, like, they have, like, a really nice connection, and he seems totally, like, oh, yeah, like, you're trying to take care of your cousin. I totally understand. Mm-hmm. Like, this is okay, and, like, I like this, too. And then the next time, he's just, like, back to super creepster, and I'm like, what? Yeah. That's yeah. clearly, like, the mind control on him, too, right? Like, so maybe he had moments of being more yeah, lucid or normal or something. <laughs> so good. Uh, dare I ask, would you recommend this? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like, it's probably not everyone's vibe. No. You know, like, not everyone wants, like, is into sort of weird gothic horror. <laughs> well, I think but that's, I... yeah, like, it was definitely more horror than I was expecting. Not, mm-hmm. like, beyond anything I could, like, handle or whatever like that, but it was more than I thought it would, would be. Mm-hmm. So, that's yeah, it. And yeah, if like you're, it, yeah, if you're into creepy things. house vibes. Ooh. Absolutely. Never thought I'd be, like, afraid of wallpaper. Oh my god, right, though? <laughs> like... <laughs> I stayed in this really creepy old hotel when I was in New Zealand. And I gotta say, I'm super <laughs> glad I hadn't read this book before staying there. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Because it had those kind of vibes. Ooh. It's like creepy old wallpaper and creepy old furniture. And I was like, this is for <laughs> sure haunted. Man. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's lived up to the hype absolutely i definitely want to read more from sylvia moreno garcia me too shout out to the mexican canadians yeah right represent so good man i mean this is one of those ones where like we're either just gonna like keep going on and like basically just like how much we loved it or (laughs) (laughs) actually wrap it up (laughs) yeah um so we absolutely recommend this for sure tell us what you think please Please do yes (laughs) send us all of your thoughts on the creepiness random side note (laughs) silver mines in mexico i feel like is a thing i should have known about i guess maybe because definitely i remember when i went to mexico there were so many places selling like silver jewelry and it never occurred to me why that would be a thing. <laughs> well, I guess... Like, so much silver. Like, so much silver. More well, than even... you see in usual places. And it just, like, never made the connection that, oh, maybe they have silver mines in Mexico. Well, because you always... I always think of, like, when you think about, like, New Mexico, Arizona, like, that kind of, like, up into the States, it's the mm-hmm. same thing. It's the silver jewelry with those blue stones that I'm having a moment mm-hmm. of. Um, turquoise? No. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Something like that, yeah. And, like, how that's part of that look and, like, Mm -hmm. obviously that probably came up from Mexico because that's kind of the, like, line there. And, yeah, so, like, now that you're saying all that, I'm like, oh, that kind of does make sense now. But, yeah, Yeah. I had no, like, I never would have. Yeah. It's one of those things that made me realize I know nothing about Mexican history. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even, like, when we were reading um, To Shake the Sleeping Self, shout back to episode number Ah, eight. Um, I'm going to say eight, but that could be wrong. I don't know. that early? Twelve? My goodness. 
12 maybe it's nothing it's not it's nothing further than 12 wow i know we're on episode 59 that's wild (laughs) i know (laughs) um (laughs) and even that like there's a lot of talk because you like literally like bikes through mexico and you see so many different parts yeah there's just so much to learn so much to learn i know (laughs) also it really made me want to go to mexico city like i've been wanting to go to mexico city for a while but now i extra want to go to mexico city for sure we just need to find a rich debutante socialite to show us around. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, we loved it. It was oh, great. Man. So good. Uh, we will be back in two weeks. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about the unraveling of Cassidy Holmes. Right? I was like, Be- what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, speaking of Bookstagram, this is yes. um, a little new series we're going to start. Bookstagram made me do it. And that's absolutely one of those books. <laughs> totally. Um, so we will talk about that interesting, fun little yeah. pop group throwback thing. I've read it already. I don't want to spoil anything for Jen. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't started it yet. I only just got it um, on Overdrive on my Kobo. So. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to the library. Yeah, I'm officially <laughs> not allowed to purchase any more books until I go through my bookshelves. Yes, good call. Because I have nowhere to put them. <laughs> that was also my I got plan. So many for Christmas, <laughs> which was wonderful, yeah. but also like, I yeah. cannot. I'm not allowed. So everything we're reading from here <laughs> on forward, I'm getting from the library. Yeah, I know. Or I can purchase it on my Kobo if it's yeah. on sale. Yes, that's a good call. Because even Kobo. the same, like I kept like looking and like was looking for them on sale, but then there was two. There's a there was a handful that I like really want. I felt like I needed the actual copy of, and then like. No, you don't. Right. So, like, yeah, I so will I, make I put some holds on some on the library. <laughs> for like, if I want to buy some James Baldwin, I'm gonna buy. Yes. The actual book. Yes. Because I just want to have those. I know. I have. I have my my James Baldwin shelf has officially begun. Yay! Yay! <laughs> oh, but hit us up on all the places we mentioned yeah. earlier. You hopefully know where to find us, and we'll see you soon. Bye.